0: This morning on the third hour of today, holding out hope. Families waiting for word after Hamas releases two hostages over the weekend. What's being done to free hundreds more? And has Israel put a Gaza ground invasion on hold? We're breaking down all of the new developments. Plus, Dateline's Keith Morrison live sharing the new way he's getting us into the spirit by lending his voice to a classic Halloween tale. Or is he? Then later, how to live out your Hollywood dreams by traveling to the real destinations from some of our favorite Halloween movies, from Ghostbusters to Hocus Pocus. Which one is right for you? Today, Monday, October 23rd, 2023. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza, this is the third hour of today.
1: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to a Monday morning. It's the third hour of today. I am Dylan here with Chanel and Al. Craig is on assignment today. Good morning. Um, I hope you had a wonderful weekend. Uh, But we do want to begin this week once again with that rapidly changing situation in the Middle East. There were several new developments over the weekend, including the arrival of aid for the first time since the start of the Israel-Hamas war, trucks crossing from Egypt into Gaza, carrying much-needed water, Mm. food, and medical supplies.
0: This as Israel escalated its airstrikes on Gaza, the Israeli military saying they hit more than 320 targets in a 24-hour span. Mm. Now there are Israeli media reports that a ground offensive in Gaza could be delayed in part to allow more time to negotiate the release of the more than 200 hostages, Qatar leading those negotiations.
2: And there is hope this morning surrounding those hostages after Hamas released two Americans over the weekend, a mother and daughter from the Chicago area who were staying with family in Israel at the time. And those two hostages are actually extended family members of our own Martin Fletcher, former NBC News correspondent and Tel Aviv bureau chief. And Martin is joining us again. Good morning to you. Good morning. morning. So, you know, a glimmer of hope here. We have Judith and Natalie. I mean, I'm sure it's a very difficult time for your family, but also at least maybe a, a little bit of relief.
3: A great deal of relief yeah. for Judith and Natalie. Sure, sure. But, you know, what they're doing right now is they're sitting shiver, you know, the Jewish week of mourning. For people for who to understand. For two other members who were, uh, who were killed. Mm. So, you know, you know, relief, but no one's celebrating.
4: Mm.
0: So, so what's next for them, Martin? How, what, what were they doing now and when did they end up back in the States? Do you have an idea?
3: Well, we, we don't really know. I mean, they're, they're, you know, they're taking it easy. Look, if I was them, I'd be on the first Plane out of Dodge. Sure. Um, And they want to, I assume they want to come home. I haven't spoken to them directly. I've been speaking with other members of the family. Mm -hmm. And everyone's just sort of giving them time and space.
1: Absolutely. And based on your knowledge of the area, what do you suspect that the conditions are like for the hostages?
3: Dire. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I mean, I'm sure they're underground in tunnels underneath the city of Gaza. Hearing all the explosions above, mm-hmm. I've been in some of those tunnels. By the way, they're quite sophisticated, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and uh, they have rooms for, for sleeping in for the, you know, for the for Hamas fighters to be to spend their time. So hopefully, they they've got beds and cots in mm-hmm. some some kind of shelter. we don't, we don't know. <laughs> When we, you know, we want to speak to our relatives, they'll be the first p- uh, people available to tell the world what's going on.
2: Right. You know, you've talked about that. We've talked about these tunnels. How much more uh, complicated do things become for these hostages if there's a ground invasion, or like as things continue to escalate? What happens?
3: Well, <laughs> complicated all simple? When there's a war, I guess the negotiations for to getting them out stops. stops. Yeah. And at that, place, at that point, their situation becomes quite simple. It's sort of, yeah. do you die or do you not die? Mm-hmm. We know Hamas is keeping them as human shields. Yeah. And they'll use them in that situation when the fighting starts. Mm-hmm. That's why the longer the delay goes on, the more chances for negotiations to get as many people out as possible.
0: Mm-hmm. Martin, you've been covering this for literally decades. Uh, are you surprised... At how quickly this has all devolved and how many factions there could be, you know, taking, you know, we we got Hezbollah and all these other Lebanon. I mean, all this happening now in, since October 7th, just like that.
3: It's extraordinary. This is evolving so quickly. And even though the ground invasion is delayed, other things are happening at the same time. Iran suddenly that, what's this about? The Hutu rebels in, 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 um, in Yemen, are firing mm-hmm. rockets at Israel. Nobody knew they had the capability of. Yeah, intercepted by American warship rockets. I mean, what's going wow. on here? Mm-hmm. So there's all kinds of possibilities of, of, the, of the war spreading. Mm-hmm. And in fact, it is spreading. I mean, Houthis in, Ye- in Yemen, Hezbollah on the northern border, attacks on American units in, in mm-hmm. ir- Iraq and Syria. Mm-hmm. It's spreading slowly, slowly, slowly. Just I've got to hope it doesn't become an all-out conflagration. conflagration. I, mean, I, I,
1: I just want to ask because, you know, seeing the relief trucks crossing into Gaza, it, it seems hopeful, you know, medicine, food, water. But how quickly do you think that can actually get to the folks who need it?
3: Mm. Well, even if it gets to some folks who need it, obviously, it's a drop in the ocean. Mm-hmm. Um but it, it'll get to them quickly. I mean, one of the problems of the negotiations was how do we get it to the people who need it rather than Hamas yeah. right. and feeding their own it. people? Yeah, right. exactly. that, that's one of the, you know, that's a continuing issue there. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Well, Martin, we certainly appreciate you being here. Appreciate your wisdom. I'm happy for your family, Judith and Natalie. But like you said, at the same time, there are so many more mm-hmm. um, who are still holding their breath. So th- we thank you for, yeah. for coming in. this
3: Thank hour. you. Thank Good you. to
2: see you. All right. And be sure to stay with NBC News and NBC for all of the latest developments coming out of the Middle East.
1: We want to take a turn now because there's another story we've certainly been following for quite some time here at home. The actors strike in Hollywood. It reached day 100 over the weekend.
0: And the Screen Actors Guild came out with some Halloween rules that some members aren't too happy with. Just makes no sense, actually, when yeah. you think about it. NBC's entertainment correspondent Chloe Malas is here to explain. Chloe, good morning. It seems like, you know, the, look, the, the the Screen Actors Guild has been making all the right moves. This is the first really sour note they've hit.
5: And I think it's because it involves, seemingly involves the entire family. So we're going to break it all down for you this morning. The negotiations between union leaders in the studios, that actually resumes tomorrow. But this morning, the union is at odds with some of its own members over a crackdown on costumes. Halloween in Hollywood has long been a spooky spectacle, with actors dressing up as iconic characters from TV and film. But this year, amid the longest strike in its history, SAG-AFTRA is advising its members to choose costumes inspired by generalized characters, saying don't post photos of costumes inspired by struck content. This rule means that members should avoid dressing up as popular characters like Super Mario, Wednesday Addams, and even Barbie, because doing so could be seen as promoting shows and movies for the studios. The announcement met with criticism online. Instead of fixing
0: the problem, they're just coming up with these weird, crazy rules.
5: Even top talent speaking out. Former SAG-AFTRA president Melissa Gilbert writing, Literally no one cares what anyone wears for Halloween. Please tell me that you're going to make this rule go away and go negotiate. Ryan Reynolds taking a sarcastic jab, posting, I look forward to screaming scab at my eight-year-old all night. She's not in the union, but she needs to learn. In response, the union has clarified its stance, saying that the rules were meant to help members avoid promoting struck work, and it does not apply to anyone's kids. The crackdown comes as actors have been on the picket line for more than 100 days. Talks are set to resume tomorrow with the AMPTP, which represents studios and streamers, including NBC News's parent company NBC Universal. It's the first time that both sides will meet since negotiations broke down nearly 2 weeks ago after union leaders said that they had asked streamers for an additional 57 cents per subscriber per year. Netflix CEO Ted Sarando slammed that idea.
4: It just felt uh, like a very like a bridge too
3: far.
5: Since then, A-listers, including George Clooney, Tyler Perry, and Scarlett Johansson, offering up a portion of their own earnings in an attempt to push the union towards a resolution, presenting a plan that would remove the cap on top-earning actors' dues and bring in $150 million over three years, as first reported by Deadline. But their pitch was turned down by the actors' union.
3: Although that's
1: extremely generous, And we accept that graciously, the only contributions that can go into our pension
5: and health funds must be from the employer. Now, with Hollywood on hold, pressure is mounting for both sides to make a deal. So what this really comes down to is that the actors are not allowed to promote any shows or movies. And by telling members to dress up as generic characters like ghosts or spiders, they hope to avoid that anything could be seen as promoting. Now, Ted Sarandos, the CEO of Netflix, over the weekend, he had a gala and event at his home. And Variety spoke to him about the negotiations that are set to resume tomorrow. And he says, I'm an optimist. I do hope that we can come to a deal. But as you see, they are very far apart on issues. Shoes, and thousands are out of jobs and this is costing the economy billions of dollars and we are nearing the holiday season so obviously time is paramount right
0: now yeah, all those craft workers and all the folks and the little mm-hmm. businesses around the studios that True depend appalling. on those, those actors and writers. Wow. thank all you right. chloe chloe thank you so much well we, we're talking about halloween dateline's keith morrison is here to share his scary good new podcast but wait there is a twist just like there is in Dateline, yeah. <laughs> there isn't. This isn't the usual Dateline story. He's going to tell us all about it. Yes, Scary. Yeah. Ooh. Then later we've got Tony-winning <laughs> <laughs> actor <laughs> Ali Stroker joining us. We Nothing got scary sunshine. there. I know. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to share her new project that takes us all back to middle school. Wait, that could be scary. <laughs> <laughs> the third hour of today. We'll be right back.
4: The chief part of the stories, however, turned upon the favorite specter of Sleepy Hollow, the headless horseman, who had been heard several times of late patrolling the country, and it was said, tethered his horse nightly among the graves in the churchyard.
2: Oh. oh. <laughs> <That's> a classic. <laughs> yeah. I'm intrigued. Ugh. Wow. So just so you guys. The legend of Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> out of exactly. commercial and they're like, what am I watching? That was a Excuse sneak peek of Morrison Mysteries. It's a new but podcast I, I, from Dateline and Keith Morrison, which already, it, it by it, it the way, it, it Keith, I'm sure you know, hit number one on Apple's podcast chart. Wow. But here's the Dateline wow. twist. It's not actually about true
1: crime. Keith is lending his iconic voice to classics and chilling fiction.
0: Starting with Washington Irving's classic, yeah. The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, just in time for Halloween. Keith, good morning. good morning. Good morning, good morning. How are you? That yeah.
1: book seems awkward to hold. <laughs> yes,
0: it was quite large. But it's it's fun. Yes. It's yes. fun. Yes. It yes. looks good. Yes. So this is your ninth original podcast. It is, yes. Which is crazy. Who knew, podcast. right? And, yeah. and, but this time, it's not a murder investigation. It's, it's it's some wonderful fiction that, that I think everybody needs to hear uh, even better yeah. than read well, how did this idea come about
4: it was a cr- ridiculous idea <laughs> absolutely stupid idea I don't no. know why anybody ever had it but uh, they brought it to me in fact one of the people back here brought it to me and and so there's a there's a the, yeah, the, the originator cook, of that idea <laughs> standing <laughs> behind the camera.
0: That fantastic
4: yeah, idea. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and I said, that's a dumb idea. <laughs> and sure enough, it was a really great idea. I love it. Yeah, yeah. I was so wrong really, as usual. You
0: obviously were a little unsure about that. A, a little. A but it's, yeah. kind of it's, like, a it's kind of like old time it radio. It's so much fun. Right. It's a,
4: um, fun. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. It's, um, for, for once, nobody gets murdered. Yes. And, um, but it, and taking a story written in 1820, mm. About 1790. So it's like you're, imagine, you're reaching back in time a couple of hundred oh. years and the language is a couple of hundred years old mm-hmm. and trying to make it um, something that would uh, be part of a mystery mm-hmm. story people would want to listen to now without changing it, right.
1: mm-hmm. but so what dressing is, what is it up. what's the in, secret to doing that, to make sure it's something that translates from, you know, what was the 1800s well, to... This new audience we we've have in
4: framed podcasts. a little bit, and we've auth- the the editing process. The editors at, at uh, that we have at Dateline and are, are just extraordinary. And they have put together some background music and beds and sound effects, and you That's just feel fine. like you're there. It's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. So just
2: to give people at home some perspective, so right the legend of Sleepy Hollow written in the 1800s, and then yeah. what other works of fiction can we hear? And a lot of these stories kids haven't heard, adults haven't heard.
4: Right. So this is a new yeah. way to hear it, quite yeah, frankly. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, we haven't. You know, we'll see. Okay, I'm not, you're open. I'm not revealing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I vote for some Edgar Allan Poe. Ooh.
4: you know, I would love nothing better. I'm not sure it's available to us, but if it is, we. Like oh, that's sure. It. There's probably also some rights and things, things like yeah, that. Yeah. Hey,
0: Edgar Allan Poe people, <laughs> yeah. let him do it. Get yeah. on oh, it. Make good. it happen. That uh, says so. Uh, what about right. Halloween in in the Morrison household? What was that like? Do you do you? do things? Do you scare do people things. with a voice? I mean, what, do you, what, what happens? You, scare you stand behind the door
4: and just use that yeah. voice? No, no. I, I scare pe- I walk down the street and I scare other people. <laughs> Keep them away from my house. That's, That's
1: funny. Right. You're not
0: buying any candy. <laughs> That's
4: right.
1: Was Halloween a big deal in your family growing up? Uh,
4: it, uh, well, I, you know, my only memory of Halloween as a kid, was getting sick at Halloween. Oh no. Yeah, and not being able to go out trick or treating. Oh and, no. yeah.
2: Well, if you want to, you can make up for it this year and just go knock on some doors. Just for old times. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. As I say, I usually yeah. do that. It's
4: that kind of a great You could go cool. with yeah. Keith Morrison. Nobody would yeah. believe it. That's it's very
2: cool. creepy. This is the most believable costume <laughs> I've ever seen. Oh, this is a great idea. That's right,
0: Honestly. Keith. Thank yeah. you. It's always Thank great you. having Thank you here. You. The first three episodes of Morrison Mysteries available now. Listen wherever you get your podcast.
2: All right. Up next, Tony Award winner Ali Stroker is here live to fill us in on her new project. And it has a great message. And then later, our series Inside the Game, meet the Philadelphia Eagles linemen tackling a Christmas classic.
0: Our next guest is a talented and trailblazing singer and actress.
2: Allie Shoker won a Tony Award for her role in Oklahoma, making her the first actor who uses a wheelchair to do so. In addition to her work on stage and screen, Ali is also
1: an author. Tomorrow, she's out with a new book for young readers. It's titled Cut Loose. So Ali is with us this morning. Mm-hmm. Good morning. Good morning. Good so- morning. You pump out all kinds of different books for different ages. This sort of tackles the middle school age. So set set this one up and what we can expect.
6: Okay, so we're back with our main character, Nat, Mm -hmm. who uses a wheelchair. And she's new at her middle school. And they are doing the musical Footloose. And she is going to audition. Mm -hmm. And she's really nervous because it's a dance-heavy show. And she's with all new people. She gets cast as the lead. And then the show gets picked to compete at the Timmy Awards, which is like the middle school version (laughs) of the Jimmy Awards. That's really cool. What a great
2: concept. You know, I'm sitting here looking at you, I'm like between the books, um, your real life story, what kind of response
6: have you received from just you and, and the books and just all of it? It's been amazing. I've heard, you know, social media is Amazing in this way because I've heard from a lot of young people who have disabilities who've always wanted to do musical theater. They've mm-hmm. wanted to audition and they're like, I read the book or I saw you perform and I auditioned for my school oh, show. You gave them hope. Yeah, yeah. And, and some courage yeah. to do so.
0: Yeah. Well, and to that point, Allie, you know, you, again, we've mentioned you were the first actor on Broadway to, to use a wheelchair. Um, what do you tell young people? who may not be in a wheelchair, but they have other issues going on. Mm. How do they, you know, push past that to try to achieve that dream?
6: I think, first of all, really embracing your limitations, like giving yourself a hug, you know, like we all have different abilities. And then I think really finding where your skill set is at and focusing on that, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think being disabled has brought me a lot of creativity, Mm. So for young people who've had to adapt, who've had to translate for themselves to make it Mm -hmm. in school or whatever they're interested in, you know, those are the things that I think we need to focus on. I love that.
1: It's funny because you're known as a trailblazer and actress. You're, you know, now an author many times over. But as soon as you have a child, I feel like everybody comes up and it's like, how's the baby? baby?" (laughs) Jesse is turning one next month. Yes. So how's the baby?
6: (laughs) He's amazing. He's so good. Yeah. And we are having... such a blast! Really? I I he doesn't he like, like the camera at it's all. Does oh my right? goodness. I know. I know. I always say that like when we put him on camera. I'm like, he's so gorgeous. He's so cute, oh, baby. And in person too. Yeah, he oh. totally is Look at that hair. From,
1: all my like, boys were bald for like the first 2 years of their life, so I'm very jealous of yeah. that.
6: <laughs> yeah. But he's oh. wonderful. David and I are so happy. Does he take Harris. a bad picture? I, I know. I know. He's <laughs> so just good. such a love. Okay, so
2: before you leave us this morning. Yeah. We don't know what it's like to be on Broadway. Don't know if we ever will, but Al Roker has. So, our producer thought it would be fun if you um, guess, like, maybe a Broadway show that that we would be in potentially or just for fun. How okay,
6: about that? I love okay. this so much. Okay. So, I'm going to start with you. You know, we like games around here. Okay, absolutely. So, okay. I have cast you as Angelica Schuyler in oh. Hamilton. Angelica! Oh, wow. <laughs> a...
2: Wait, is that my face? Yes. That's your face. Wait, I love my attitude. How did
6: but pictures. that is your attitude. Angelica.
2: <laughs> Yay. Yes. yes. Angelica.
6: Oh. I love that. Okay, that's Fitbit, a good one. Fitbit. All right, who's next? What? Dylan. Okay. Dylan. Next. Dylan, I've cast you as Elle Woods in Legally Blonde. Oh, my God. Look at that picture. <laughs> Look at how cute you are. That is the most... <laughs> so Let I did uh, find pictures that match these things. I love the perfect that. perfect expression that for Elle. Oh, gosh, well, okay, it. well, Al, you still have to do something. Okay, so. Al, Beyond Waitress. So... You know, you've been on Broadway, so this was hard. Yeah. But I cast you as the wizard in Uh Wicked... Oh, oh wow that's actually really yeah. good i think you'd be a great
0: wizard <laughs> oh, uh, so i like the hat so yeah. you know what's
2: funny is like you could actually really do that you well, well, get yeah. a cool no, no, they, i think so different. too no, i can't yeah but I'm, I'm like can. yours actually looks like you legit. could do it trust me <laughs> <laughs> <That's fine. laughs>
1: that was Yeah. thank you guys Thanks so much. <laughs> much yeah thank you for and, having and kudos
0: me. to our graphics department that was amazing putting that
1: together well done Don't forget to check out Allie's new book, Cut Loose. It comes out tomorrow. Congrats
2: on that too. All right, coming up, we are taking our series Inside the Game to Inside the Studio when we meet three star football players who are really getting into the holiday spirit. And then later, some classic Halloween movies. Who you gonna call? The third hour today, we'll be right back. We are back with our series inside the game. The Eagles and Dolphins went head to head on Sunday night football and those big Philly offensive linemen dominated again. But it turns out those tough guys have a not so hidden talent. They are about to release a new album. It's called a Philly special Christmas special. I love the cover (laughs) of this album. And I sat down with the star singers to find out how their musical journey began. Under bright lights in the city of brotherly love, two of the NFL's top teams, the Philadelphia Eagles and Miami Dolphins, squaring off overnight in a high stakes showdown. Philly soaring to victory to move to 6-1, tied for the best record in the NFL. Jason Kelsey continuing his incredible streak, extending his Eagles franchise record to 146 consecutive starts. Congratulations are in order for you. You set an Eagles record for starting the most games in a row.
0: Yeah. Hey, he's, been, he's still doing it.
4: Yeah. Hey!
2: The center is a veteran on the field. And now in the music studio, where he and his teammates, defensive tackles Jordan Milata and Lane Johnson, have been working on their second holiday album, we got an exclusive first look of the players tackling a Mariah Carey classic. These NFL players showing how the Eagles have some songbirds how did that feel to take on that song i mean it's a classic
0: yeah i mean it was it was was kind of nerve-wracking at first just because you didn't know can't really do the same key as the queen on the holidays (laughs) i mean
3: she's incredible so we kind of had to dial it back a couple keys
2: a philly special christmas special comes after their first album was a hit turning casual singers
0: into recording artists we sing around a lot like lane and i go in the same car after a game sometime and we'll listen to songs that first day at the studio yeah
2: then it got real when we got in, the <laughs> <laughs> in what way did it get real well
0: you're doing vocal warm-ups with uh Coach E,
6: <laughs> and you realize your vocal building may not be uh he knows
2: i show you in jordan mailada stunned jason kelsey last year with his rendition of White Christmas. For the latest album, he took on a duet with Philly legend, Patti LaBelle. This time, he was the speechless one.
3: I got stage right. Really? Yeah, they were like,
0: you know your mic's working. You know your mic's working? Every time I opened my up to sing with her, I just couldn't.
2: It's all for a good cause. That album raised more than a million dollars for local charities. They've also garnered a legion of new fans, including Jason Kelsey's daughter, Wyatt. Look at you, Who's a rising star on social media?
0: Why it all last Christmas? You kept asking to hear Santa is coming to town. They're, They're all into it for sure.
2: Philly locals are into it too. One family bidding for an awkward Christmas photo with the trio. The proceeds benefiting the Eagles Autism Foundation. The players feeling lots of love from the Philadelphia community.
0: I think once they found out, you know, it wasn't a joke and there was actually some mm.
6: little bit of talent on there uh, and ability, uh, <laughs> it made a lot more, uh, a lot better.
2: As for future Eagles holiday albums, well, they may have a special cameo in mind. So true story, on the way here, I turn on the music and I hear you guys and it was a genuine like joy, Good. and the person I was in the car with, they're like, "What's going on? Who is this?" And I'm like, "Well, it's secret, but we're listening to a song. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's Eagles. What song these are, are the to? these are the Eagles players." And true story, are they singing with Taylor Swift? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, maybe, not this one, not this time around. No, I don't know who that is.
2: (laughs) It could happen. Talk about raising money for charity, you could break the internet with that That duet.
0: That would be pretty incredible, but. Maybe volume three. Yeah, maybe maybe in the future. Maybe volume
2: three. I love it so much. I was just telling them, like, I want to be friends with all you guys. They were so fun. Jason and Taylor also have one thing in common. Now they're both songwriters. He wrote a song on the album. It's called Santa's Night for the album. And it's really good. Wow. Yeah. The new single, All I Want for Christmas Is You, it's out on streaming on November 3rd. And the full record will be available December 1st. And again, I'm hoping everybody around the country supports this. The proceeds, again, will go to nonprofits in the Philadelphia I love that cover.
0: You know, Isn't it's, so, it's you such a wonderful tribute team. to the yeah. Peanuts Yeah,
2: but it's incredible. Some people just have, like, are oozing with talent.
1: With talent. Like, you're a star football player and you have an like, incredible ay, ay. voice.
0: We're yes. just oozing.
2: Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Speak for yourself. So, thank you to all the Eagles, uh, <laughs> the Eagles organization, too, for letting me do that. So.
0: Coming up, we're going to shine a light on some scary, good vacation ideas. How to travel to the real locations in some of our Favorite Halloween movies. <laughs> you know, if somebody asked you if you're a god, you say yes. Third hour of today. We'll be right back.
2: Oh.
1: Halloween is. Next week. Oh my goodness. It's next week. It's the perfect time to curl up and watch a spooky movie. And if you're looking for a treat, you can visit the actual locations that inspired some Halloween classics or the real locations where they were actually filmed. So here to show us is vice president of global PR at Virtuoso, Misty Bellis. Good morning, Misty. Good morning. Good morning. morning. We always love, you know, these are movies and classics that we've watched for years and years and knowing we can actually go visit them. Like this first one that's actually celebrating its 25th anniversary. Practical Magic. Practical Magic is
7: 25 years old. It was filmed in Coopville, which is in Washington mm. State. So gorgeous little area. And they are going all out to celebrate the 25th anniversary. They're doing a pumpkin race, a parade, and there's a self-guided <laughs> tour as well. And one of the stops on the tour is a restaurant called Molca Hete, which mm. is a Mexican food restaurant now, but it was actually the location of Sally's apothecary in the movie. Oh. And you can also visit the uh, farmer's market as well which is right in downtown Coopville and while you're there we recommend staying at the Anchorage Inn mm-hmm. which is a beautiful little five-bedroom B&B and fans will recognize it as part of the movie as well. And um rates are gonna run you about two hundred to two sixty-five, and it does include your breakfast. All
0: okay. Right, next up, here's Johnny. all shining. Yes.
7: So this is in Estes Park, Colorado, Ooh. and it is the Stanley Hotel. And I have stayed there and I will mm. tell you it is sufficiently spooky. It really <gasps> it is. Really? Still. Still. Now the movie wasn't actually filmed there, but Stephen King and his wife stayed at the Stanley in 1974. They were the only guests in the hotel Ooh. because it was the off season. And he stayed in room number two. Two seventeen, and that's where he had this very vivid dream that became *The Shining*. You can also stay in room two seventeen. The rates are going to start at about six fifty nine a night. Okay. And they really embrace their uh, legacy there with The Shining. you can do tours. This past weekend, they hosted The Shining Ball, where people dressed up as their favorite characters. And if you want to conjure up some spirits, you can do that, too. They have 13, The Seance at the Stanley. And that'll run you about $100.
0: Wow. Get a twin's bed.
2: Uh, (laughs) Moving on to one of uh, Al's favorites here, Ghostbusters.
7: I think everyone's favorite. And Al, I know you were in the 2016 version of it. But we're going to go old school here Uh, with the original. Okay. Because it's celebrating its 40th anniversary 40 next miles. year yeah. now. <laughs> um, and we have some really fun locations uh, to point out. So whether you're a gatekeeper or a key master, <laughs> you can go by coastal here. <laughs> we'll start with um, uh, the firehouse, which okay, was firehouse. the headquarters and still a working fire station that is Hook and Ladder Company Number 8 in Tribeca here oh, in New York. So you can stroll right on past that. Mm. Um, you can also dine at Tavern on the Green, which is oh. a famous restaurant in Central Park, mm. all on its own without
2: Ghostbusters. You know what's funny is I never made the connection because I'm not from New... Now I live in New York City, oh. so I see it. And I'm like, oh, of course. Oh, but yep. it just you know, it was just another place. Right. Right. Do you Probably know what I mean? By it yeah, times that's
7: good. yeah, that's good. And then Biltmore Hotel? The Biltmore Hotel in L.A. was actually the Sedgwick Hotel where they caught Slimer. Oh. And so you can stay at the historical mm-hmm. Biltmore Hotel and Swifties will recognize it because it was also the film location for the delicate video.
0: And the flowers are still standing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to start quoting, so yeah, I'm going to move on, on to the next <laughs> uh, Which takes us up to Salem, Massachusetts and Hocus Pocus, one of my favorites. It is. And
0: the
7: first place to start off is Pioneer Village, because that is a look at Salem from the 1600s, Ooh. and that is also where Hocus Pocus. The the first scenes are filmed there right. as well. So that'll run about five dollars to tour that. Mm-hmm. But if you want to be part of a witch trial, you can do that as well. There is a History Alive event. You get to be part of the jury, oh my uh, goodness. determine whether they're guilty or not. Jeez, and That'll run right. about twenty six
0: dollars. <laughs> okay, Misty. Well, thanks. <laughs> <laughs>
1: they really embrace it all exactly. in Salem.
0: yes. ending on a bit of a downer there. My okay. Guilty. Yikes. Third out. <laughs> hey. Love that. That's it. We will see you tomorrow. Have, Have a, a great day. day everybody. Bye.
1: Bye-bye. Bye-bye.